This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm super excited for you to meet our guest today. We're going to be talking to the amazing Kimberly Quirk. So we're going to talk about what happens when you have a chronic illness and you're also an entrepreneur and a mom and you're wearing a lot of hats and how how do you even make that work? So today, Kimberly and I are going to chat about all this. Kimberly is a Flow 365 member. She's the founder of Live Well Health, and she has this deep passion for coaching clients with chronic Lyme who just can't figure out what's next because it's so hard. And this really stems from her own chronic illness. And I can't wait for you to hear everything she has to share. Now, if you don't have a chronic illness, which I'm hoping is most of you, you've got to listen to this because the way that Kimberly approaches her health and her food is really an inspiration to all of us. And you're going to hear that she balances even more than what I just shared. So I think this will be really informative for all and also really important in our role as health spreaders, because many of us may know somebody who battle what Kimberly will tell us about today. And I think it's really important that we can start to help others know how to get help and help others see the way out, the possibility of the way out. So if you know anyone who has dealt with Lyme or mold or any sort of autoimmune disease, you definitely, definitely, definitely need to send them this episode or send them Kimberly's way because she's amazing. All right. This is, again, part of a series that I am highlighting the work of some Flow365ers. We have such an amazing crew in Flow365. I'm humbled and honored every single time I get on our Monday calls, which we have a lot of, so that we can be in small groups. And Everyone's just doing such amazing work. And it's really so fun and amazing to watch it unfold and watch it be balanced with life and health and relationships and decluttering and all the things that come up for us as women wearing 
more hats than we have ever worn worn before. So this is part of that series. I hope you're loving it. Come give us some love over on Instagram. We'll be having posts around each of these episodes. I would love to hear what you think. I would love you to connect with our guests. And yeah, I just, it's so exciting. Also, we are still in this series of really exciting workshops. So next up is all about motherhood. I've been trying to air the workshops on the podcast after we do them live. There's always something special to being live, of course, because we have a real life conversation. I answer questions and I go a little bit, I meander a little bit more to really meet each person who shows up live where they are. And it's really just a fun experience. So if it ever works for you to come out live, come on live, definitely do that. And if not, just know that we'll be catching you up on the podcast a little bit later. And all of these workshops that I'm running this fall. I don't know that this will go beyond 2022, but for right now, it's been an opportunity for me to really dive into the different aspects of planning specifically. So what it even looks like to plan in a more feminine way was where we started. Then we moved into the school year and what it looks like to plan the transition from summer to fall. I think I actually got that backwards. We did that in the opposite order. We're going into motherhood. Then we're going to go into, and with motherhood, I didn't mean to skip over that really quickly, but with motherhood, we're going to be looking at what it really means to show up as the mom we want to be. So this is less about planning for running around like crazy people and driving carpool. That might be part of what you have to do as a mom, but we're going to be looking at some of the other roles and how to make space for them and how that can really open up your experience love and expansion for being in the role of mother and how that can change your relationships with your kids. And it's really meant for anybody. You literally, you can have newborns and you can have kids who've already left the house. The content in this call will be really pertinent to everybody. Then we're going to move into work. Uh, we're going to have a paid workshop actually, where we plan Q4, the last quarter of the year for any of the entrepreneurs listening. And then we're going to have this really cool thing called work week where we get some little things done that maybe you've been sitting on. So this particular one, we're going to look at Instagram. We are going to look at email writing and how to write a weekly newsletter and how to really actually make that happen for the rest of the year. This is happening in October. So we really want you to spend this focused week and make a lot of headway in your end of the year marketing. Uh, And the last thing we're going to look at is LinkedIn. And for anyone who's not an entrepreneur, the LinkedIn one is going to be super useful as well. And also we are going to add in um, anyone who's looking for a job. We have a special training for you that week. So, so many things. So excited. I literally cannot wait because all three things are things I want to do. And what we're going to do is we're going to learn from some amazing experts and then we're going to have an integration session. So then we're going to have a 90-minute co-working session where you actually do. So you're going to take this time, this three-hour chunk in the middle of your day for three days in a row, and by the end of that week, you're going to have what you need so you don't have to worry about it anymore. You don't have to think about it anymore. It's, it's going to get done. And I'm so excited for that week. And then we're going to be talking, we're going to have a workshop around food as we head into November. 
And we're going to have a workshop around creating a really soulful holiday season on Black Friday. And before that, on November 11th and 12th, is our big event, Make December Matter. And if you make space for one thing live, I hugely recommend that. It's November 11th and 12th. We'll send out all the details to all of this. It's We're sort of rolling as it goes. Uh, but you can go to the website. You'll be able to sign up for all of it really soon. And the event on November 11th and 12th is, it's it's really amazing. And it's all geared toward getting you a plan for the last six weeks of the year and getting some tools to really make that time intentional. I find that when I can make that holiday season, those last two weeks of November and the month of December, intentional and nourishing and just in a way that I can be really present to what's mattering most to me in that time, it literally affects the next year. It it just, it affects everyone in such positive ways. So I'm really passionate about that one. And it's a restorative event because not only are we planning and learning, but we're moving our bodies and we're meditating and, you know, we're doing all these practices in real time. So by the end, everyone's like, oh my gosh, I feel like I could keep going and keep doing this. It's not a depleting event. It's meant to be nourishing in itself. So those are all the things coming up. And I hope that you'll join me for what speaks to you. And with no further ado, let's get the amazing Kimberly Quirk on the show. Kimberly, welcome to the Plan Simple podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Such a pleasure. Thank you. I'm excited to be here and talk to you. All right. So this is part of our series where we're getting to know some of the entrepreneurs who are in Flow 365. And I'm so, so excited to just like, just show all the good work that's being done and really, um, yeah, just show like you do such amazing work. So start, let's start by telling us what it is you do for work. Okay. Well, I, um, I'm a health coach. So I basically guide women primarily over 40 who in overcoming um, chronic Lyme healing blocks. Amazing. Um, I feel like Lyme is a really big deal when people get it. And where I live, yes. a lot of people are getting it. Yeah. Yeah. It's becoming more common. It's kind of like the hidden pandemic. Right. And then it's, um, yeah, it's become a big problem. Um, for people in terms of trying to get better. Yeah. Um, and I will say, it's funny. I was recently on vacation because um, we're recording this in the summer and I was recently on vacation in Vermont and somebody was like, yeah, I love living here because we're right above the line of where there's Lyme. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's a line. Like it hasn't got, like, I didn't even know that was a thing. I thought it was just everywhere, which was super interesting to hear anyway. That's interesting. So, because actually yeah. in the Lyme world we'll we will say it's everywhere and anywhere. Every yeah. every every continent except Antarctica ha has the possibility of having Lyme. It's just the wow. The amount of how you frequent know, before we before we talk about um just all the other things we're gonna talk about, will you tell us like just for those of like is there like an awareness factor about Lyme so for everyone listening who doesn't quite who doesn't have Lyme or um, just doesn't even know what to look for or be nervous about or how to prevent it can we start actually will you tell us a little bit about that like a little bit what to look for 
Well, like it, so it comes from a tick bite. Does, is there a lot of undiagnosed Lyme? I mean, I feel like by the time people find you there, it's like, it's feeling really hard to function and doctors are not helping. So is there something that one could do if they themselves or have a friend or a kid or somebody gets bitten by a tick, like to not end up having to find you at some point? Not that we don't want to get to know Kimberly better, but right. well, you know what I mean? Well, the best thing is prevention, right? So being aware yeah. and... Um, yeah. And knowing where you, you know, if you're outside, but I mean, you can get bit, you know, dogs can bring in ticks or pets can, any pet could bring in a tick um, and you could get bit at any point in time. It's not, shouldn't be afraid of the outdoors though um, to do yep. it, but it's just um, no, knowing and um, doing small things that you can do to prevent um, such as uh, wearing lighter, you know, clothing if you're going, you know, hiking and tucking yep. your pants and your socks and um, using um, different, you know, sprays and things like that to try to prevent. It's just all about prevention. And if you do get bit, though, and you catch it early, technically, you yes. have a high chance of not getting into the chronic Lyme situation either. Is that true? Absolutely. So if you know you've been bit, the best thing that you can do is save that tick in a baggie. Yep. It doesn't matter if it matter if it's alive or dead, and you can send it off to a lab to get it tested because it's far more um, reliable testing of testing the okay. tick just to know if there's a possibility of what you could have, and then you could bring that to your doctor and say, "Look, the, the tick I was bit by did have this. Can we do um, preventative?" So yeah, um, and so awesome. if you are bit, um, yeah, if if you catch it within the first month or so your symptoms and things like that after your bet, you can take antibiotics and um, ideally it should go into remission. Yep. Awesome. It's funny because I feel so I'm in Massachusetts and so I'm, I feel like I'm close to the epicenter of where Lyme started or if it really started in Lyme, Connecticut. And um, so I feel like I know a lot of people, weirdly a lot of women actually, who have gotten Lyme and my brother actually got Lyme, I don't know, like oh. four or five years ago. And he was visiting up here. So he maybe got bit up here. I don't know. But we were from New Orleans, which is where he still lives. And literally, nobody knew what he had. Like nobody right. tested it. Like nobody understood. He even had the bullet, like the bullseye thing. Like yes. nobody knew what it was, which wow. is so weird. So it's like, it's interesting. I feel like the more we know the better because then we can, you know, really speak up for ourselves and get treated quicker. Yeah. So I and all, it, only about a third of the people really get the bullseye. But if you have the bullseye, that's diagnostic for Lyme. Yeah. And you should get treated as such. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Amazing. Well, not amazing, but I'm glad to know all this information. <laughs> all right. So you, we're going to get more into your work and what happens and, and how, if anyone is dealing with any of these, um, issues can heal from them, which I actually just for anyone listening, I think a lot of what Kimberly is going to share, share is useful for many different issues. Um, but what, tell us what you're balancing this coaching practice with, like, what are all the things that you balance in life? Yeah. So I'm a mom to two, mm -hmm. um, two, two, to be seniors in a few weeks here. Um, so a senior in college who's thinking about grad school. So there's like her looking for oh, grad wow. schools and then, um, a senior in high school who's starting the college search and the, all the senior year stuff. So there's just a lot going on there. Um, I've uh, 
to continue the senior theme, I have two senior dogs. <laughs> um, okay, got as well it. That I'm taking care of. Um, and speaking of dogs, I love um, dogs, and I wanted to get more active. Um, actually, while I was dealing with Lyme, and I started a dog walking side business that I do as well. Um, oh which yeah, actually, I love that. I, I love that. Part I love about be- you because it yeah. makes me stop. And then, you know, and I'll go and do two or three dog walks in the middle of the day. And it's great. It's just a great brain break. And um, to just sort of schedule my day that way, it's like, okay, I got to get these things done in the morning because I got to go do this. So um, I have that going on as well. And um, when you have chronic illness, some of the protocols can be complicated. So um, balancing that as well, right? Not making sure I'm eating well and um, sleeping well and all those things. Um, yeah, and I'm about to start back to school at the School of Applied Functional Medicine. Just recently got accepted I, I to that. I was hoping you add that because I think, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's it's another whole piece of it. And then, um, yeah, but besides that, I like to, I like to have fun. <laughs> awesome. Well, I love that you shared all of that because that brings me sort of to the next part of does so you're a coach i know you're helping people like so much because when you're in the depths of chronic illness it sucks and you feel unsupported so i know that you are supporting so many in that and then you're like learning more about it so you can be even better which is amazing and I've seen when days aren't that good for you. So it's like you're managing that and you have this like these dogs and the the business with it. I mean, so there's a lot going on. So how do you like how has has putting all that together? Like, how does that feel right now? Is there anything that you want to share about that? Just for anyone listening who's like, oh, my gosh, like, how do you even do all that? I couldn't even imagine doing all that. Um, I feel like flow has really helped me balance it. Um, mostly because, um, you know, like going to school or learning more, I'm always listening to podcasts. So I could do that when I'm walking a dog, dogs don't want to talk to me. So actually it gives me dedicated <laughs> time to do that. Um, or when I'm driving to and from different, you know, different houses to visit dogs. Uh, so that gives me time to do that. And so it all sort of goes that way. And then, um, you know, it just gives me, um, purpose and meaning to uh, set more of a schedule and be, you know, really accountable because I need to get back to do these other things. So um, I feel like they all are additive and the total is larger than the sum. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because at first I know I was thinking about it as how can I do all these things, but it, it, you really can when you break it down because they could be synergistic because, you know, I, yeah. you know, getting outside and walking outside daily, all kinds of weather, um, getting the signaling of the sun around, you know, time of day and light versus being in your house and being sick, right? It's yep. huge movement, moving your lymph system. Um, it just, it's all the signaling to your body as well as the dopamine hit from meeting dogs all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I love it. All right. So I have kind of like a question that I didn't warn you. I was going to ask you before we get into the bulk of it. So I'm hoping it's okay, but you can tell us if it's not, but I feel like it's an important question, which is your health. So, I mean, one of the things that I eventually want would love to hear is 
you're so, I mean, I, I talk to you often enough that I, I get to watch what happens when, you know, you do get sort of mold intake and it really does flare up for you and it makes it harder to maybe do the things that you thought you were going to do. So it's quite beautiful to watch sort of how you pivot when that happens to really respond to your body. But will you just tell everybody about like what's even going on with you and why you're so passionate about this whole thing? Okay. Could you like why you're that? so passionate about helping people in chronic, um, like what, what your story is with chronic pain, what my story is with chronic illness. Um, yeah, sorry, not chronic pain. I keep saying that, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, chronic That's illness. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> I know you're not in pain. Um, let's see. Can we pause a second? Absolutely. Okay. So Mia, can you clarify what your I would just love to know like your story of, of like what went on with you that, that has you responding to people, but that has you wanting to do this work. Okay. Like what so your I, health story is. I know what your health story is, but nobody okay. listening knows what your health story is. Okay. Do you want me so, to ask it again? Yeah. Do you mind? Okay. <laughs> no, I don't mind at all. Um, so will you tell us a little bit about, before we get into how you're helping other people, will you tell us a little bit about why you're so passionate about helping people with chronic illness? Yeah, it's because I've um, walked that journey myself um, and I have seen quite a bit. It was, um, you know, uh, chronic illness tends to kind of blow up your life, I, you know, um, and there's two ways you can go. You can go get stuck you know, stuck in grief about yep. the losses that you have. Um, but I always say destruction before construction. And in another, you know, way, you just have a way of um, creating and having perspective on life different um, in the sense that um, <laughs> you bring things bring you joy that you just didn't, you maybe took for granted before. So, so yeah, I've, I've been there myself. Um, my story was, um, I was like in the best shape of my life in like, say 2012, I was doing CrossFit three to five times a week. And then I started to, um, uh, just not be able to recover. And I just had such severe, severe fatigue. Um, and at first was really, really upset. Um, because I just didn't understand why it took a good five years to find Lyme. Um, Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's not something that immediately was, it was like the, I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars spent on testing of all kinds of things, all kinds of doctors. Um, and so, yeah, it was, um, took a long time to get a diagnosis. And then even then, you know, it's been another five years um, because it's not a simple fix. It's, it's more complex than just, oh, let's treat Lyme. All right, let's do this for a couple of weeks and we'll be better. It's and because you've done a lot with mold remediation too, right? That became yeah. part of it. Yeah. How did, uh, how, does, how did the mold and Lyme intersect? Is where Was that just a okay. coincidence? It is not a coincidence. Um, my real root cause is mold. Um, okay. We, su we suspect that I probably had Lyme since I grew up in Massachusetts as well. You know, I was out that yep. way. Um, but oh, I've for a long time. I've probably had it in my body, right? And it was just being maintained by my, my immune system. When you get oh, mold toxicity, um, your, it causes immune dysregulation. And what that looks like is different in each of us because of epigenetics. 
Yeah. Or how our genes are expressed by toxicity. So it's really toxicity that brought me down. And um, mold is so hidden. You think Lyme is sneaky? Mold is so sneaky because you just would never, you'd be like, oh, my house has no mold in it. But it, you know, it was hidden in our HVAC system. It was hidden under uh, um, the flooring. um, And it wasn't a major water damage event. It was like a micro leak that happened over years that nobody ever noticed before. Interesting. Um, But Lyme does set you up to be more sensitive. Okay. To To these kinds of things. Yeah. Well, that's really helpful because first of all, I feel like by you sharing that, that gives anyone who knows anybody with Lyme or mold issues and like tiredness from that real compassion for those people. Because I think sometimes when we know people who are dealing with chronic illness, it's hard to imagine what they're going through when we're not. Um, And also, that's like a really interesting clue to, um, and I'm so sorry that it was five years, but just if anyone listening is feeling extreme exhaustion, I kind of feel like that's like, don't give up on yourself, right? Like there, you do, you're more not meant to be chronically exhausted, even with children. Like there's right. a level of exhaustion that if we can't recover. Right. The very first thing I was given was antidepressants. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that's typical with women, right? Because you should just be happy, um, oh you know, gosh, and maybe, maybe, so it's, maybe it's hormonal, maybe it's postpartum, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. But um, women are tep- uh, typically given and, and men too, I, I, you know, um, and Lyme and mold don't discriminate. You know, you could be in any socioeconomic background or any, you know, be living anywhere and there be mold people assume that it's dirty house or low income housing but it's it's not um or an old house and it, and it's yep. not so, some of the new builds have more like a random leak somewhere right yes that you would just never know that was hidden behind a wall yeah it's so interesting and it looks so, different in everybody you can have five people living in the same house and two might be completely fine and three are sick but they're all sick in different ways so, yeah. All right. So let's move into, because I feel like this will keep relating to your story. <laughs> let's move into sort of how you help people and what you can offer anyone listening today who, um, for anyone listening who knows anyone with Lyme or knows anybody who's like in extreme exhaustion and isn't, and is, you know, not being told answers yeah. that they're looking for, um, send them to this episode so that you can get some strategies and hopefully connect. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I really Kimberly. feel for people because um, it it almost was like I fell down um, Alice's rabbit hole into like this whole new world. And um, I don't think people saw all the um, political parts of illness until COVID hit. Right. Right. Lyme has been, Lyme has been like that for a long time. Um, just a really... Um, disagreement between conventional doctors and natural doctors and how do you treat this and how do you get rid of it? And um, there's just a lot of um, people saying you can't heal ever heal. And then it feels sort of cancer like um, in the sense that it goes into remission, but it can come back. Um, Is that what a flare is when you say you have a flare? Is that it coming back for a moment? What is a flare? um, Yeah, it it can be that Um, it can also be, um, 
I developed something called mast cell activation syndrome, which is um, which is a pretty new diagnosis, and that was from the mold mostly, um, but also it can come from Lyme, and um, that's like a flare that I talk about, like in my mast cells okay. acting up. Yeah, got it. Um, so, so for anyone who's in this phase, I feel like at any of those parts, so either they're at the beginning of a journey and they're just feeling so tired and maybe it's Lyme, maybe it's not, I don't know, but like they're feeling like something's wrong. I feel like your advice will be great for them too, or somebody's on this journey of having Lyme or um, having a sensitivity to mold and just not getting the attention, like no one's solving the problem. Like what pieces yeah. of advice do you offer those people? I would offer them, you know, one is don't give up and listen to your intuition. If something feels wrong, it probably is wrong. And just need yep. to dig or look, look a little different. Maybe if you're not getting answers from conventional medicine, maybe you're talking to a functional medicine provider um, or you're digging deeper into functional diagnostic testing. Um, what else would I do? Um, I would say no one, you need to be your own hero. You need to, um, yes, it's full of grief and yes, it's, there's a lot of loss and, um, process that, but you also need to sort of get out of your own way and not stay stuck there because those are the people that don't move forward in their healing, um, because they're waiting for someone to save them. Um, my guess is it's helpful for everyone to know somebody who's like gotten to the other side. Like, obviously it doesn't go away, but like has, has, you know, persevered. And so hopefully that's a little bit what this episode is for some. Yeah. I want to offer hope that you can get better and you can get a lot better. Um, um, like I said, the uh, dog walking was really helpful to me, um, mostly because it got me built my confidence and kept me um, accountable and I'm doing that habit. And so now I walk at least like five miles most days. Um, So now I've set a goal of running a 5k. Um, I'm feeling that much better. So I do feel like almost that was a big part of my healing. Um, The other piece of advice I would um, say is um, find your joy again, you know, and it doesn't have to be necessarily what you were doing before. Um, start exploring what you can do and not focus on what you can't do. I love that. And so for anyone who's feeling just so exhausted and I don't know, has to work or has kids or, um, you know, feels like they can't walk five miles. What, like, what are, what are you thinking about? Like, how, how are you, how are you understanding like the limitations of your body versus like the things you need to do to heal, especially, I guess, when your doctor is not helping. Yeah. Um, so listening to your body and really, um, tuning in, if it's telling you you're that tired, it's telling you that you need to rest. And so it's, it's honoring that because if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. You can't be the mom you want to be. You can't be the, spouse you want to be, you can't be, you know, the uh, worker or business owner or, or whatever else other hat you have on. You can't be the best of yourself. Um, 
And is it normal, like at the phase when you haven't, like when you're feeling the exhaustion, but you haven't started to get answers yet? Because I'm going to ask you some questions about food in a second, which I know has been helpful to you. But like when you, when you don't have like, like there's no answers yet. So you literally are tired. Is it normal that that at that stage, you really actually can't work? Because I feel like it would be really hard to go to work at that point. Yes. Um, it is really hard to work. Um, I was at a point where I was trying to start a new career. My kids were just getting school age and I was like, okay, ready to start working part-time. And I was doing some part-time stuff, but I was going to do another direction. And, um, yeah, I started to, and I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't like physically couldn't. Um, and your body will, will get louder if you don't listen to it. Do you know what I mean? To the point where you can't function. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that sucks. And it also shows how smart the body is, right? Like, oh, it's so smart. It's not going to let you go. (laughs) It's not going to let you go so far. It's not that you're lazy, right? Yeah. At first, you're like, why am I lazy or unmotivated? It's not that. It's your body telling you that what we need to do now is to rest. So it's important to listen to that. That's so weird. I think that's important for everyone. If who's even if someone's listening to yes. this and has gotten this far and is like, I have nothing. Like that's the weirdest thing that we do is that we feel Push. like resting yeah. is lazy. So weird. But it's not. <laughs> like, yes, it's so not. unfortunate because it's so not. Especially for women, like we just there's days when we just need to rest. Yeah, yeah. I just listened to like another podcast, um, Andrew Huberman. I don't know if you've ever heard mm-hmm. of him. Um, mm-hmm on sleep and it's just amazing all the things behind sleep and like if you do nothing else like maximize that to feel better um yeah because it's you know the amount of things that our body does while we're sleeping to heal all the things that we do during the day is is amazing Okay, so just to like outline, because one of the things I love to do here is just help people understand a process so that if there is anyone dealing with this, or they've, you know, encountered someone they love or know who is in this. Um, So I'm just going to like, um, summarize what I understand so far, but then I would love to keep going. So it's it started off that you were like in mainstream medicine, you were getting handed the wrong medicines for the wrong diagnoses. Um, And then at some point, but then five years later, they figured out that Lyme was in you. Yeah. And it took a lot of me going outside, you know, spending money outside insurance to dig at that testing. So, so I guess that, so that would be my first question. So like, it, it, you know, I guess it makes sense for everyone to start where they're covered, obviously, like, cause that's right. a good thing to, that's a good practice to do. So you start yes. there and then it doesn't work. So then what is that other thing? Like, what is that other testing? Is that something there is, you do? There, like, there is how, how Lyme we... testing. Yes. I can order Lyme testing, but yeah, there is, there is Lyme testing out there. Um, what you should know about Lyme testing is it um, generally is a two-step test. Um, the first test is an antibody test, and the second test is called a Western blot. The very first mm-hmm. test, the ELISA test, the antibody test, if it is done at the wrong time, um, like too soon, you won't have antibodies, so it won't show up. So you won't be given the second test, and you'll be told you don't have it. Or oh, interesting. you may be so sick that your body doesn't produce antibodies. And so it's missed. Um, so I, I did testing that was outside of that, um, that looked 
And um, even, even with me being really sick, I still, this was interesting. I was lab positive, but CDC negative for Lyme. Oh, interesting. Because they count how many different flags you have or different um, markers you have. And I had, uh, I think you need five to be CDC positive, And I had four. Yeah. You so I'm like, like what am I, Lyme light? <laughs> <laughs> light? And it didn't feel light though. No, right? it did not like, feel light. No, not at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, and in that same testing is, so, and is that blood, what is that testing? That's a blood test. Um, blood test. It is generally out of pocket. Um, okay. Some insurances might care, cover now. They're getting a little bit better, but um, um, I did a, something called an Igenix test out of California, all out of pocket. It was probably around a thousand dollars. It also looked at co-infections which that is the problem with Lyme also is that when you get bit um, and it's not just from ticks, you can also get from mosquitoes. Anything that bites can transmit. It's just tick transmits easier um, because they're like a dirty needle. You know, I call them mother nature's dirty needle. Um, Just whatever it's, it's bitten before that, that has that disease can get into you. So things like Babesia, Bartonella, Ehrlichia, Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever, Alpha Gals, and I'm like, you could literally get eight to 10 things. And that's also what happens that people get really sick because it can overwhelm the immune system by getting that many things. At Got once. it. Yeah. And just out of curiosity for anyone who's been thinking about mold, how, what is the testing for mold? So this is my frustration is that it took another five years or so to get to mold for me. Okay. And I think it was the mold that activated the line. Mm-hmm. It is far easier and cheaper to test for mold, okay, and more reliable. Um, so anybody who has Lyme and they're they were tested negative or they aren't getting answers or they're treating and they're not getting better, please look at mold. Just to, it's um, you can do. And a are you urine- testing your house or are you testing you? Okay, so I usually start with testing the person. Right. Because then, you know, if it's affecting you and it can be either um, current exposure Mm -hmm. or it could be past exposure because you might have moved out of it or it might have been where you worked before. It might have been where you lived before. So um, it's a urine test that can be done at home. Easy, easy test. Um, You can do yourself Um, in most states. You can order it um, through real time labs and you want to do the provocation that they suggest, which is like um, sweating a little bit before they'll tell you exactly what to do or taking a supplement called glutathione to push the detox a little, just to make things sort of more present. Then you mm-hmm. test um, and you get those results back in a couple weeks and you can see um, which mycotoxins you may have been exposed to. And then so, you can go test your house for them. Then it's like you start to search for, is it in my Where current environment, which when I first tested for mycotoxins, it took another whole year or so to find it in my house. Yeah. Wow. But then I was on a mission because then you start thinking, okay, where have I been exposed? Where I've been exposed? Okay. I started getting additional or different kinds of symptoms four months after I moved to this house. So what yep. could it be? What changes that time of year? What kind of, and you have to sort of become your own sleuth to kind of find it. it you, you can hire a mold person, but the one thing that I will just warn people about is most states are not licensed 
And even if they are licensed, a lot of them don't get the chronic illness sensitivity piece mm. um, yeah. that low level mold can have. They'll say it's fine. Maybe it's fine for someone who's completely healthy, but it might not be. Good yeah, we had a line. we had someone in flow actually while you've been there, I think, yes. who had mold and um like I was in a landlord situation and <laughs> nobody was caring. Right? Oh yeah, like, no, no yeah. The landlord yeah, when was it, like, I don't care. Like I'll pay Yeah, they're not it. gonna spend that money, right? They're not gonna spend yeah. that money to do it. They don't care. Um a lot of the times, I shouldn't say that for all, but generally they're not going to spend that kind of money. So it's a matter of if you rent it, it might be a little, it just might be as easy as moving, which is easier said than done, right? Depends on yes. where you're living. But Yes. And, and you do that, you can order that test, but like what kind of person do you look for to do that test? You can't just ask your normal doctor, right? Like you're asking, you have to do, a, is that a functional medicine test? The mold. For which, for the, the house mold. or for you? The urine. The, yeah, urine. the urine test you can, for mold. You, you can order yourself directly through real-time labs. Oh, Interesting. Mm -hmm. So you can yep. just go to your normal doctor. Well, no, no, you just order it. No. Oh, you, you order. Go there. Okay, you go to their website. Yeah, you just go to their website and order it. Um, and if you have trouble with that, you certainly can, you know, ask ask me questions. But um, yeah, uh, uh, most states you're. But able it's not to... a thing that you walk into your in mm -hmm. like your doctor. Yeah, and ask no, talk about it's controversial really like Lyme. Yeah, yeah, it's controversial yeah. like Lyme. It's like one of those things where doctors gonna look like look at you like you have ten heads. Um, Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're we don't want to go too far more time, but I was just I know that you've done a lot of work with food in your healing too. So I'm curious. I think more curious than like what it is that's working, which you're happy. I'm happy for you to share, but like I know that that's a lot of different details. But I'm just like I'm curious about this. I just feel like oh my gosh, you've been so patient and. So I guess it's kind of like for anyone listening who's still listening because they're experiencing some of this, it sounds like testing makes a big difference. Really playing sleuth within your environment makes a big difference and probably in your life. Sleep, we've mentioned sleep. So food has played a big mm -hmm. role. Is there anything else and is there anything you want to say about the food piece? Um, yeah, I mean, food can play a huge part. Um I was eating pretty healthy before this because I was doing the CrossFit. So I was also at the time eating paleo. So I wasn't eating gluten and dairy and things like that. Um, yep. Or at least so often. I mean, clean. I could have. A, yeah. yeah. So I was pretty clean. Um, so certainly that's helped me in my journey because I already knew how to do that. Um, I've had to, with the mold, remove foods that could be mold related or be more moldy foods. Um, Got it. Like, so like, like some I, of the fruits. Um, like pe I'm not eating peanuts, yep. corn, um, things like that. Um, no fungus, nothing fermented. Right. Right. Um, so, right, so that makes sense. Sauerkraut like all the mold, like, like why that. would you put more mold in your body? Right. Even though, right. Like, Cause your body's super sensitive foods. to it. Right. Yeah. Right. So no fungus is going in, no blue cheese. <laughs> You're right. <It's> so <laughs> Which I love, but yeah, that's, that's not going in right now. Um, so yeah, you learn what you can't, you know, you can't have, or you can't have, um, you focus on nutrition density, um, but and a lot and, of your clients, if they're not gluten and dairy free, is that one of the first things that you try? 
I say it's something to absolutely try. I recommend anyone trying a <laughs> um, anti-inflammatory elimination diet um, yep. just to see how you feel different with or without. Yeah. Um, so I rec recommend that to anyone. Um, but yeah, when you're chronically ill, it's more of a necessity to start taking some things out um, to see see how they affect. For me, it was like his histamine because the mold made it. So any yep. high histamine foods I took out, which which is frustrating because there's a lot of healthy foods that are high histamine, like strawberries and avocado and things like that. Interesting. Yeah. Strawberries were one that got suggested to take out for me and a kid at some point because of that mold factor too. Yes. Yep. They mold Thanks. very easily. Interesting. All right. So is there anything that we, I feel like we've covered a lot. And I mean, the one thing that I guess I would love you to touch on is just this idea of, um, and maybe this is more from your personal or pulling from clients, but just this idea of chronic illness. And I mean, here we're talking so much about planning for the future and connecting with the future self. And is that is it disappointing to like, if it's chronic, like, what does that mean? And, and how do you deal with showing up for that piece of finding joy? Yeah. So yeah, I've done some visioning things with clients that haven't <laughs> gone as well as I thought it would because yeah, they are overwhelmed by the amount of, um, you know, they're like, it's like looking at Mount Everest. Right. Um, so we start much, much, much smaller than looking at five years out or whatever. What, yeah. um, what would, you know, you know, if your pain is a level 10, what was, would a pain level seven look like? And what would you be able to do? And Gotta. would it be worth to, you know, give up grains or gluten for and dairy for a month to see if that might be part of the puzzle. So it really is, you know, trying to it's do more small wins and it's um, definitely, it's a marathon and not a sprint. People yes. are looking for that quick fix. I see people like, Oh, I have Lyme. I'm going to run out and remortgage my house and um, do stem cells. But if you do the um, wrong treatments at the wrong time is you're not going to get the results that you need. And sometimes it's just those small, consistent changes over time that, make that you difference. can get your health back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the cool part is, is that you can get your health back. And you can. You absolutely can. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you're kind of living proof of that. I know not every day is perfect, but not every um, day is perfect, but um, it's definitely become a huge improvement, especially since I've cleaned up the mold in my environment. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So cool. So tell people how they can get a hold of you. So yeah, the best way is probably to follow me on Instagram at okay. live well health coaching. So live awesome. L I V E well health coaching. Um, I also have a, a website, livewellhealthcoaching.net. I run a couple um, Facebook groups on Facebook. Uh, one is called uh, Live Well with Lyme. Um, people need to sort of answer the questions to get in there because I only allow people with Lyme in there because it's a safe Amazing. space. And yep. then I have another one um, for women with chronic illness called Women Who Dare. And Beautiful. that's another private sort of private community where we kind of pump each other up and, and keep, keep it positive. 
I love it. I love it. And I feel like you've written an ebook about all of this. Is that true? I did. I, I wrote an ebook on toxic mold and how okay. it affects us and the different ways to test. And Great. Um, the importance of looking at that. So yeah, I do have. That. And can people find that on your website if, um, yes. if they're wondering? Yes. Okay. Okay. Because I'm all about saving people time. If you, I feel like <laughs> it's interesting. I think I'm going to go get the ebook, or I'm going to call Kimberly and like talk more in depth. Because I've had this like weird suspicion about mold. I think I'm going to get that test. I've had this yep. weird suspicion about molds for like years. And you absolutely everyone's- should. It- yeah, it's, it's so like, weird. It's like, and it's funny because it's a lot the- less money than testing for Lyme and it's a lot more reliable. Yeah, and and you need to treat Lyme, you need to treat mold before Lyme. Okay. And I, it's funny. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I have Lyme, but I have two kids who both experience like pretty extreme exhaustion. They're both athletes from time to time. And they both had, um, they both had mono at some point. And oh. so I feel like Epstein-Barr is a little yes. bit like Lyme. It's like one of those like unexplained things that nobody doctor seems to understand anything about. But I, I think I, as you explain, I'm like, I bet you. And now I'm like, literally, as I'm recording this live on a podcast, everyone listening, I have no idea what I'm talking about. But I've like had this suspicion for a long time. So it's like, sometimes we just have to follow through on these like, little suspicions that we have. You absolutely do need to. And what I will tell you is Epstein-Barr is in the herpes family. And what do we know about herpes? It comes back. Right. It comes right. out. Viruses come back out um, when, yes. your, when your immune system is knocked down. Um, and mold yeah. is the biggest dysregulator of the m- immune system. And it's just become such a huge problem um, since we've made houses a lot more energy efficient after the 70s crisis. And then we've um, created a lot of um, inexpensive furniture and things like that, that have all these chemicals and our houses don't breathe. So our indoor air is just compared to the outdoor air is just very toxic. And then we, we live in there and we're spending time in there. And then think of during COVID, you know, we didn't leave our houses. Right. Oh my gosh. And then we wore these every time I go put on one of those masks, mostly at the hospitals, actually. I'm like, this does not smell normal. (laughs) This does not smell like something that feels like I should be breathing right now. But anyway. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. For sure. Awesome. Well, Kimberly, thank you so much for your time. Oh, you're welcome. If anyone, like, literally knows anyone who's had the suspicion of, Lime or mold um, or has any chronic illness that they're working for, please look up Kimberly um, and send them this episode. Just, I just feel like the more we can normalize and normalize and really understand um, that, that slowing down of time piece, like the not quick fix, not quick fix piece. I know it sounds really debilitating, but I, I actually think it's freeing and I've watched it over and over again with people in flow like Kimberly. So um, thank you. Thank you for your time. And thank you for thank everything you. that you do. Thank and- you for inviting me. Hey, at the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes. So you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is where change happens. And on these amazing episodes where I get to interview the amazing members of flow 365, I actually ask them their three pieces of advice because they know my audience so well because they're part of it and 
they, the ones that are on the show are on here because they do things that I think will be really useful to you. So I'm just going to basically reiterate what they said and put it in the framework of what it would look like if you focused on one of these things for a week. So again, this idea of doable changes is so that you choose one thing and you really integrate it into your life for a week. Sometimes things need to be integrated for more than a week or focused on for more than a week. And then when you feel like you've you've decided whether this is something you're going to carry on with, whether it's something that you figured out how it works, then you stack on the next thing. And so in my life, for example, one week, many years ago, 13 to be exact, gluten was a doable change, right? I decided to take out gluten. It took me a few weeks to be comfortable. It was, there was a different focuses around gluten, right? There was sort of figuring it out. There was taking it out. There was practicing cooking more innovative things that didn't have gluten. So there's been various stages of it, but it's not something that I think about anymore hydration was on my list not too long ago. So that's one that comes back in different phases and different seasons. And so I'm constantly thinking about what is that thing? What is that doable change that I'm going to focus on for this week to really make my life the best that it can be? So here are three that Kimberly shared. Number one, listen to your body. I love this one. So what would it look like to listen to your body for a week? Our bodies hold so much wisdom and very often we don't listen. So this does, you don't need to have a chronic illness to make this happen, but it's just remembering to pause throughout a week, seeing what you need to remember to pause. Maybe you need to set an alarm. Maybe you do it on the back of something else, right? So every time you stop at a stoplight, you check in with your body, or every time before you sit down to eat, you check in with your body. You you make it doable for you, but that's a great one to focus on, listening to your body. All right, the other thing that Kimberly shared was noticing what brings you joy. It's very similar to listening to your body, right, in terms of how it might play out, but if you're finding that you keep getting sucked into just the dregs of what your days bring, you might just start to have this awareness. You might practice for a week. Just, again, you could set an alarm. You could do it whenever you sit in the car or whenever you're in your kitchen, just asking yourself, how can I find joy right now? Or just making a practice of noticing what just naturally brings you joy as you go throughout your day. There's many ways to slice and dice this. But focusing on that for a week can have huge, huge positive implications in your life. And again, you're not doing this at the same time as that body listening. You're stacking them so that you really have the opportunity to make this work for you instead of adding too many things in and creating more stress. All right. This is a good one for Kimberly. Be a food sleuth. She is literally the best food sleuth. So she's had to do so much work, as you heard, around what she can eat and what she can't eat and how that shifts from season to season and in the different layers of her healing. So what we eat, we know it makes a big difference. We hear it. So what would it look like to play detective for a week and to really pay attention, to really take something out? As I said, the me not eating gluten, which is not for everyone, but made a huge difference in my life. Um, it started off as a week-long experiment, and then it kept growing and growing. And now I literally can't imagine life with it. And it's 
not that big of a deal to eliminate it. Yes, I have to ask questions sometimes when I go out, but in my house, it's like nothing, not a big deal at all. All right, you all, I'm so excited to hear what doable changes you are going to take on in the coming weeks. Feel free to come share over on Instagram. And if you're loving hearing from all these Flow 365ers, if you're balancing work and motherhood and your health yourself, come join us. Come see what it's like to really lean into your balance and to have some accountability as you plan and follow through on the life that you're really wanting to create for yourself. We would love to have you. The best way to do that is go to the Flow365 page and get yourself on the wait list. And periodically I go and I reach out to the people on the wait list and I let a couple people in at a time. And then a couple times a year, we have bigger influxes, which are more obvious, but get on that wait list so that you're the first to know when there is an opportunity to join, because I promise it is just an amazing way to have accountability. It gives me, brings me joy every single day. And it brings me joy to watch people who've been in there for a couple of years and they keep spiraling higher and higher, or I shouldn't say higher and higher, but they keep spiraling in their own lives higher and higher um, as they go through different goals and they really feel success in the most feminine version of that word. So if that speaks to you, go read all about it over on the plansimple.com website, get on the wait list and yeah, that will allow us to get to know each other a little bit better. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the plan simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart and have a great day. 